I'm Seth Michael May. I'm Sean Behrens. I'm Abram Kaplan. And I'm Judy Mayer. And And you're you're listening listening to Obscuria Filmcast. Greetings and welcome to Obscuria Filmcast. I'm your co-host, Abram Kaplan. And we will be joined momentarily by Sean, Seth, and Judy. Today we will be discussing Godzilla Tokyo SOS 2003. Whether you're a fan of Godzilla movies and the kaiju genre or not, this film is truly authentic to the genre. For a film like this to come out in 2003 with the real scaled set design, real actors and costume, and minimal special effects, particularly when CGI and Michael Bay-style explosion sequences were the order of the day, is truly a testament to the discipline and rigor of the filmmakers. I recommend watching this film on as large a screen as possible in a completely blacked out room for the best possible experience. And if you have young children, even better, this is a film the whole family can enjoy. Godzilla Tokyo SOS is available for rental or purchase on most major services. This episode was recorded live on YouTube on Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. If you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Leave a like and comment on one of our YouTube streams and share a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all of your support and welcome your engagement on our weekly YouTube live streams. And now, here's our discussion of Godzilla Tokyo SOS. All right, guys, we're live. Welcome to Obscuria Filmcast. Uh, Seth picked the movie this week. What did you pick, Seth? We picked Godzilla Tokyo SOS, known by the Japanese title as SOS Gojiro X Mosura X Mecha Gojiro Tokyo Iso Iso, directed by Masiki Tezuka. And uh, this is uh, produced by Toho. The 27th Godzilla film produced by Toho out of 28 because there was also that American piece of shit with Matthew Broderick. Um, Wait, so this was the last uh, Godzilla movie before the most recent one that the Americans did? No, 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 no. There was. So, uh, so this is 27 of 28. This is 27. Okay. This is a 28th. Sorry. This is the 28th film of the Godzilla franchise, the fifth in the franchise Millennium series and the 27th film produced by Toho and a direct sequel to the 2002 film, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. 
against me. Okay. So that yeah. So that's there is one the there is one film uh, that is not a Toho film in the series. That's the American. That's one, the American right? one. But there are these well, new American ones. There's a couple ones. American ones. There are no yeah, but the new ones have Toho on them. Oh. Toho okay. gave up the stamp for the Matthew Broderick movie. And uh, yeah, that was that, Roland Emmerich. They never, made that mistake like, again. they never made that mistake ever, ever again. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is also, by the way, the uh, the fourth out of five times that this actor plays Godzilla, and he was one of the stuntmen for Sonny Chiba, the legendary Sonny Chiba, who is, of course, mentioned as the greatest <laughs> badass in the world by Quentin Tarantino in True Romance. And that's that's when the world was introduced to Sonny Chiba, who died, when did Sonny Chiba die? A couple of years ago, right? Yeah, he was in Kill Bill. He was in Kill Bill, that was like his last film. Well, this guy was one of Sonny Chiba's action guys who worked at the Sonny Chiba studio. And just to clarify for the audience, like if it's not completely clear, like in the original old school Godzilla movies, these are actual human beings inside of costumes. There's, there's no CGI monsters in this. It's either yeah. puppets or or guys. Mecha Godzilla. This is 2003, right. and yeah. we're still using puppetry and people in suits with like little miniature sets of buildings that they crash. Yeah, scale in. models and a lot of green screen. Scale they models. did some really good green screen. That was some of the best green screen I've seen in a while. But yeah, I mean, they know what they're doing, and they they, they, do, they, they know that they wanted to make a movie that basically several generations of Godzilla fans, I believe they're called G fans, can watch this movie and enjoy it. Oh, and in fact, the guy playing the, the grandfather mm -hmm. is the guy who played that role in the original Mothra movie. So if you really wanted to, like go deep or if you're one of those fans who already knows this because you've you've been to the depth of the bottom of the sea where Godzilla comes from all you need to watch is the original Mothra the original Godzilla and uh everything else is just lifted like the phaser guns are from other Godzilla. yeah and Mothra was not that much later Mothra the first appearance was 1961 and the original Godzilla film was 1954 so yeah. we're talking about like this film is is well within the lineage of the original Godzilla stuff. It has characters and actually, like says, saying even original actors from the yeah. franchise. Which, which I said uh, to me is a Hollywood move. You know, you get the old franchise in with the new fran franchise, and you get it to recycle itself, which I thought was kind of cool. Also, with the filmmaking here. Seemed like they they borrowed a lot from Tony Scott, Michael Bay, and just your typical Hollywood stuff. It's like yeah. they try to make their Hollywood ver version. There's and some uh, last, there's some Top Gun thing. stuff in there too, right? There's there's Top Gun. Mm -hmm. I caught some 2001. Uh, I caught Robot Jocks from 1989. I don't know if you've seen that one. That's a yeah. There's a lot of Robot Jocks in there. Even Free Jack, like the way that they did the green screen, they really planned it out. And even with their insert shots, they still had camera movement, which I thought was to me that's a classy move. That's like a that's like a Tony Scott and Michael Bay thing, you know. Even if you have a certain shot, you have some movement. Also, it's a Michael Bay thing to um, even like your NPC char characters that only have like one or two lines. 
you add something more to give it a characterization just to just to fulfill like the moment and make it more rich. But this is what I heard that Godzilla is a metaphor for the atomic bomb. He is in the first movie. Okay. But then well, it evolved. I heard he was, was a I heard he was a metaphor for the hydrogen bomb, which had just right. been developed. And um, I mean that on the surface that, that, that was like, it was like a supposed to be a cautionary tale, but I think, um, I mean, this is really the only thing I had to say about this film other than like, was basically uh, the whole psych psychology behind the concept of a Godzilla. I think, I think it does go back to world war two and, the uh, the dropping of the the atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki and this whole concept of um, like self reflection and uh, you know what has humanity done to deserve this sort of uh, like insane um, destruction that we've you know that we've uh, wreaked upon ourselves I think the God Godzilla represents nature like uh, um sort of Conquering like man well rebelling again well nature sort of um objecting to the <laughs> destruction that humanity has has wrought and so uh like and there's a lot of themes of 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 nature in in this film um there is and sort and of also, like it, it's all about nature putting humanity in its place you know and i noticed yeah. like there weren't any any mammals it was a lizard versus an insect. That's like that's true. That's Japanese because I think because they don't really have dogs or cats. They got like beetles and snakes because they're just smaller and stuff. They have dogs. They have Shiba Inu and they have Akita Inu. All right, they All have right. I'm just saying. But I just but, thought uh, that was like. Wait, Sean, like, did you really think Japanese didn't have original breeds of dogs? No, he just said no. they only have lizards. No, I remember the, the, the movie, the movie but they, they got beetles. Have they have pet beetles. Well, they, they have collect big people. insects as pets because even a big insect is still kind of small. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought because because in the end there's larvae. Yeah. Giant larvae that swim across the ocean and then they bite twins. Godzilla's tail. Twins. Those are children. Twins. Those, Those are children. 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 Which is a direct. That's so, it's that's so a direct uh, parallel with the original Godzilla versus Mothra and the original Mothra movie there's a whole cycle but because we should talk that in the in the thing is that this is a direct sequel to the first godzilla movie is at the end of godzilla uh the first one from 59 right 54 54 is the 54 original by godzilla, yeah. akira uh by, by, by uh honda the hero honda i believe his name was uh ashiro honda they kill him with the oxygen destroyer and the bones of this Godzilla that are in Mechagodzilla called Kiru, if you get the uh, DVD and actually read the subtitles, but he's Mechagi in the badly dubbed version. And I'm sad to find out that the only available version online is the badly dubbed version. Um, but anyway, they use his <laughs> bones and they fuse it with man-made technology and Mothra and the fairies come, and the fairies are from the original Mothra too, and they go, no, you can't do that. And uh, Mothra will trance on, on, on Tokyo <laughs> if you uh, use Mechaji Kiro again. And that's the showdown between the new Godzilla and uh, Mothra and Mechaji Kiro. 
But you know, you know what I did like about about it because they called Mothra to as a defender against the city because Godzilla doesn't like the bones in Mecha Godzilla. So yeah, but it's. So, but doesn't yeah, Mothra just, also not like the bones in Mexico? Yeah, he says it's a yeah. She says it's a it's a it's like a sacrilege. It's against nature. But, oh, but that you know what I like about about it the symbol. But you can call Mothra by making a symbol, and the little kid made it out of school desk. Out of school desk. That's the best part. And of then movie. Mothra came, and you know what? I'll tell you this. I dig that. It's like spiritual, you know. I just dig. It sounds what? ridiculous because no, 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 it's like, the fucking bat. It's the bat. It's the bat. It's like the bat signal, signal. Yeah. primal, and it's 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 a thing. Also, it it's in the aliens when they show all the eggs for the first time, and you've seen those eggs and what they could do in Alien. It's a geek. It makes geeks tear up. Like when I yeah. saw this film forum on a big screen, you people actually teared up when like you hear the Mothra theme for the first time and the shadow goes over the symbol and you're like here she is and uh the music was great it did have great it's music. the original music the music's really good the music. and the visuals are amazing and i gotta say um i watched it like right before this stream on um on a um a tablet uh which is the worst way to watch this film watch this on a big screen if you can Biggest screen in the dark possible. in the dark because this film is like all about the visuals Really, I, I think it is. It is because the way they're fight because they got Mecha Godzilla at the halfway point, and a couple things occurred to me. Why did they name the savior of the city after the destroyer of the city? Okay, well, it's interesting you say that because in the dubbed version they call him Mecha G. In the original version they call him Mecha Godzilla, but in the version before. For this, and in this version, if you get the subtitle, they call him Kiryu, which they oh. never refer to him as. And they, you, if you're a fan, you know it's Mecha G, but they don't call him Mecha G All right, except in the dub version. Was, I thought that was, I thought that was weird, but I, yeah, I guess. Well, it was an Ameri- It was probably whoever the American distributors were deciding that that's how they wanted to dub it because that's not how they say it in Japanese. Because, like, even during the fight between Mecha G and Godzilla, it was, like, really choreographed well. I liked it when Godzilla did a laser beam right through one of the buildings that destroyed the building and got Mecha Godzilla. Because, like, every yeah. time they did it, and that, like, a lot of that scale model work is really kind of cool. They did that a lot in the 80s in those, like, low-budget films from the 80s, like the low-budget, high-budget things, like Albert Pune. You guys ever hear? No, no. Who's oh, that? Okay, he, he did like Cyborg with Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh yeah, Van Damme. I yeah. That. Okay, so those types of films. Did you ever see uh, uh, Circuitry Man or Cherry Two Thousand? No, nope. we got nobody. Man. These are all obscure you got to plug them into the uh, into, into the, the schedule. Okay, I'll, I'll leave the trailers for all those films in in the description below because it's. It, it's it's just in this weird world, and because I really like the green screen, because you could do a lot of shit. They had little GI Joe tanks, but then they la- layered it with like soldiers, and then they layered a background on top of that with like a crane and shit. It looks really cool. You know, it's a scale model because you're not stupid, but it's just really kind of cool to see that. I just I just right. really I just really dug that stuff. But but I did no- notice watching this how because it looked like a toy commercial. Which I could appreciate. 
I could appreciate that, but I was thinking about Judy and how it like this movie might have gave you a headache. I don't know. Did this movie give you a headache, Judy? Uh, I wouldn't say it gave me a headache. I just didn't enjoy it, guys. <laughs> just I didn't. My uh, and my husband hated it. He yeah. was supposed to come on and comment, but he uh, got preoccupied. You, but I, mean, um, I, I really, I didn't really like it. My, I, I really didn't like it either. But you know, I, um, I dude, just thought, okay. Well, first off, like I, genre, I'm right? not that familiar. I, I feel like this is a. If you are a Godzilla fan, you're gonna love this film. Yeah. And if you are not, you are not going to catch up on a lot you of the things. The twins you. are We're kind of weird. You. I'm not. I, I didn't care about anybody in the movie. I was just like sort of checking when it was over, and I was like, um. I don't know. And and to be honest, I liked the, the recent Godzillas, you know. I just felt like they did a little bit more character development. It's just me, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, not the Matthew Broderick one, the, the 2014 yeah. one. Well, they made two of them. Um, they did a Mothra Godzilla one, too. Yes. And they, and they did a, they Godzilla versus King Kong, which um, has, has yes. Mechagy in it. The only yeah. way I can so, enjoy a movie like this is if I'm, like, sitting with, like, a seven-year-old, you know, like, and they're getting really excited about all the explosions and like yeah, there's a lot. Just of like it doesn't. I, I I don't know. It doesn't. The whole concept, the kaiju, this like big zombie thing that comes and destroys the whole. I just always found it to be. It's so campy and it's so silly. Um, I, I have so, a question. I just don't get it. I don't. I, I don't I get what yeah, it is I, about I Godzilla that think, people are obsessed with Godzilla. I, I don't think understand. If you it. Grow up in a house with a mother and father who never get divorced. And they're yelling at each other all the time, the way I did. Um, hide, mom. No. Um, anyway, uh, it's like gone. here's a question. So I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, just, I just remember thinking it. This is like my house. Like I used to remember like hiding under the bed, like when my mother vacuumed, and the sound of the vacuum cleaner was like, "You've coming." Like I'm just I thinking, if you just, would you guys yeah. rather watch what happens in Vegas again or Godzilla Tokyo? I would. I would never watch what happens. But I've watched I, this movie three times. Three, I would watch. I would be, I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, this is a much Godzilla is a much more appropriate. This is a much more appropriate film for this podcast. But yeah. from like a, a not mm -hmm. being bored out of my mind standpoint, I'd probably pick the the stupid comedy. Okay, here's here's a question. In the end. Yeah, uh, they they uh, what I no noticed uh, after the credits or or before no, they, they were fighting they were fighting all night and they changed the background different it was black and then it was like magenta then lavender and then it was daytime which I really like that the photography is kind of cool what's the land of the rising sun dude didn't you see that like the well sun yeah but did weird. the sunrise give Mecca G self awareness because that's yeah when I didn't get G that whole part. Yeah, okay, Mecha G so, kind of went self-aware. Yeah, because Mecha G has the actual, it has some biological material in it. It has the bones so yes. of the original Godzilla. But but it doesn't matter. None of that matters because the, this film, the purpose of a film like this is to show, to have it on in the background, like at a, at a dive bar with just the visuals. And occasionally you look like back and you're like, oh, look, Godzilla is blowing something up. And then you go back to your drink and your little gathering. That's what yeah. this movie is good for. It's a good visual thing to have in the background. It's like a yeah. like wallpaper. It's good yeah. for wallpaper. 
I also was wondering when Mothra was, you know, flapping her wings. That was amazing. Her wings. I was like, is that fairy dust? Because there's little yeah. fairies. And then they were like, what that's the that? scales. She said it was the scales. Uh, something. That was one scales. of the only. Moths don't have scales. It must be like okay, powder. this was the English translation. The English I don't know. know. I know. I was up, they specifically, I was very, I was kind of confused. It was like, oh, she knows she's going to die because she's getting rid of the scales. That's what she does when she knows she's going to die. It's like a bee getting rid of its stinger. Wait, the gold dust from the wings? Yeah, yeah they called it scales. Yeah, they so. called it scales. It's, it's a, don't, I don't know what it don't is. Don't an, other animals have that kind of thing? Like They have dust. Moths have dust. Like, you pick up a moth, you get dust. Oh, yeah, I yeah, know, but you do they the spread wing. that yeah. dust to kill things? No. No. But that's a cool. That's it a was cool. like that magic was glittery. I I thought I was like, ooh, look, fairy. Dust. That was like the only moment I was like, ooh, fairy dust. Oh no, it's really scales. Scales. okay, whatever. Well. They're singing Japanese Britney Spears twin fairies. It was weird. Well, I don't know. I was like, maybe some dudes are into this. I don't know. They're like Dorks weird. Are. Sex Every doll looking PhD things. film students. I think it's like mostly movie. people between the ages of seven and fourteen. Yeah, I, I, I'd be curious if my son, I don't think my daughter would care for it much, I'm but saying, if my son is too, and if he saw like a bit of the fight scene, maybe he'd like think it's cool because he just wants to like punch everything. In a few years, this would be a movie that he would probably enjoy watching. Yeah. Wait, they made, the new version has Mecha Godzilla in it? Yeah, so you know how Kong is, I didn't see it and I hear it's not very good, but you know how Kong is fighting Godzilla? Yeah. Well, sooner or later, Godzilla, the real Godzilla shows up and you find out that the Mecha Godzilla is a hybrid of the head of Ghidra and robotics. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. All, but, uh, all it these gets, Godzilla it gets taken movies over are the again. Same. It's like all, all 27 Godzilla films, they're the same. Yeah. that's It's the same story. It's about tradition. It's Japanese culture, dude. Is they're always revisiting the same theme and just doing it again and again and again. That's what they. That's what they do. Okay. I mean, look at the anime. It's always like, and then Here's someone the dropped the bomb, and now the world is poisoned. Godzilla stood in the middle of the ocean in this movie. Explain that. Maybe he's treading water. How did how did those infant twins get off Tiny Island? The what? The moth babies. The, how did oh. they get off the island? They swam. They swam. But then they were in a volcano in the end, so yeah. they just traveled. So they were the born Earth. in the volcano. No, the, vo yeah, the volcano is where they live. The egg is in the volcano. Do they fly or transport? That just wasn't clear. You see them swim across the ocean. He's saying how okay, how did I mean how did no, they like get planes. from inside the volcano? Did they go under? Did they jump? <laughs> but it would have been fun to see them jump out like did they transport? I don't know. They probably burrowed a hole through the volcano. What the is, what is the webbing made out of? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. I like when very, it's uh, like onto another the Japanese tail. theme. Yeah, very yeah. Uh, erotic and erotic weird. and Bukaki. I did. I'm I did like Bukaki. There's a Bukaki scene in this movie. It's hinted at. It really was like a Michael Bay film. That's why, because I, I was looking at this film and I'm like, this film is so Michael simple, film. simple and sure, easy. I bet you Michael thinking, Bay has made a Bukaki film. No, this is a Michael. This is, Michael they Bay studied Michael Bay. Film, 
or knows that he has. Put a one in the chat. Put a one in the chat. <laughs> or make a comment. This, I, I think this is like a Michael Bay film. I, that's what I'm thinking. I think all of us could go over to Japan and be like, yo, we know how to do this shit. It just, it just seems to me. It just seems, <laughs> Where's your know, but it just seems to me that it's, it seems watching this film, it's like easy to make a film in Japan. That's what it just seems to me. Um, okay. I think that there, I, I mean, I, I'll comment. Japanese culture is very different from American culture. Um, and I, I haven't watched, I mean, I've watched some Japanese films, but um, I think it might be one of those things like when we watch the Israeli film is that there's a different, I don't know if I want to say tone or there's a different style of filmmaking perhaps for the culture. So while Americans, we like to focus on storyline and emotion and character, I don't think this film did. Um, this film really focuses more on, and, and maybe that's for the whole Godzilla, maybe that's for Japanese filmmaking. I don't know. I know some Japanese horror that that's not the case, but but maybe they're just more focused on like the actual uh, sets and monsters and those types of things. And then they're just like, oh, just piece them together. I don't know. I love Japanese cinema. I love it. You know, and and if you didn't like this movie, don't let that sour you on Japanese cinema because this is just one of the many different types of genres that they do. Also, mm -hmm. with Japanese right. cinema, they don't have a three act structure. None That's of it's true. Three. Well, whatever it is, you mean they, not, are you saying they never, they never do, Sean? Or they, they never, they never do. That's that's they, they don't, don't tell never do. Come on, man. Come on, man. Watch some Kurosawa films. Yeah, this is what they say. Absolutely, have a three act structure. Kurosawa based a lot of his a lot of his films are based on Shakespeare and Western. Okay, all right. I'm. I'm you're right. You're right. So. I love when Sean just goes all in though. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, okay, yeah, not all. I'm thinking 21st century. They don't have dogs and cats. All they have is lizards <laughs> and beetles. First of all, people want to watch this instead. No, no, but uh, but I was thinking like modern stuff. If there's no, there's no. Do you know they ripped down country. the city of Vegas after they made that movie? It's Ooh, true. What? I just wanted to see if I could make a Sean statement and go all in. It's really hard to do that. You know that they destroyed every location after they made what happened in Vegas. So you don't know how they what happened in Vegas was made when it happened in Vegas. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Get it. Oh no. So there are some classic Japanese. I was wondering because sometimes I'm not because I like Korean horror film as well. Um, I actually have a friend who's really knowledgeable in Korean horror films, but um, like that film Audition. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Oh yeah, that's Korean. that was a really popular at the time. Um, Ichi the Killer. Uh, the Ring is originally Japanese. Yeah. Uh, Dark Ring. Water. Ichi the Killer. Um, the grudge the grudge oh, yeah. we we like to remake a lot of the japanese yeah films. the japanese you know and i did they, they I did have things very differently than americans do yeah like, even the even miyazaki films the anime the best ones you're like they just kind of fade into an ending there's no kind of like and this is what you should be thinking now about well, you know there's no if i may no spielberg endings well, no, if if, if I may, in the beginning, the grandfather said life has to be lived within the time nature allows. And like that was like the breaking of the, the breaking law of against morality. You know, that's the broken law against nature, which got corrected in the end because Mechagodzilla got brought back to the ocean. But he also says that in the end, 
you know, the grandpa and the little boy, they're all bandaged because the building fell on them. Yeah. And he said, yeah, like, which I thought was kind of cool. I wrote it down. Life has to be lived within the time nature allows. That sounds kind of kind right. of cool. But there were, there was an after credit right. scene. Right. You guys saw the after yeah. credit scene. Yeah, and they're it? screwing with the cells again. Like Jurassic Park. That's Jurassic yeah. Park. Mm -hmm. It's like Jurassic Park. Exactly. Yeah. And even remember he did the fly catch thing in the beginning, like the mechanic Chu Chujo and the and the jerk pilot, he did one of these and he grabbed the fly. That's raising Arizona. Oh wow. Well, if you're gonna steal, steal yeah, from the best. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. just saying that the, like I just think it's kind of cool because it's still a Japanese style, but we the American influence is clear. No, absolutely. But it's still completely 100 percent Japanese, which I think is kind of cool, you know, like let's mm -hmm. see, you know, their version of, of, of things and not just try to be so radically different that it's nobody understands it or like extreme. They took all the parts and they did it. They made it more natural. They had a theme, but I didn't see a, I didn't see a three act structure because a lot of it was Chujo mm -hmm. had a, in the, after the midpoint, Chujo had to go to make a Godzilla to fix it. And he does, he gets there, he drives a motorcycle in the subway. That was kind of hot. And then he got in there and he fixed it. Uh, and then he, then he got, but then, but then Mechagodzilla got self-aware because the sun can't came up and the biology of the bones made it and Mothra go into tied a web because the larvae were spraying Godzilla with a web to go into the ocean and, and do, but then Chujo ejects from Mika Godzilla in the air. And then the jerk <laughs> pilot ejects oh, that at is the amazing. same time and they catch each other. And it's, I was like, wow, they went there, man. If you're going to do the impossible, then do the impossible, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. just go, go for it. Yeah. I thought that was really kind of hot. I'm like, Oh, but then in the end, the jerk, <laughs> Chujo says, Mecha Godzilla saved me, but the jerk pilot said, Bullshit. I'm the one that saved your ass. Thought that was pretty hot. That was good, good for him. I like, yeah. I like, I like But then the woman was kind of like, mm, Yeah, it was there's, a, there's a great uh, moment, it's very 2003, where the, the, this other woman says, Why don't you use the MP3? And then some guy goes, I have an idea. I have you. Why don't you use the M why don't we use the MP3? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Was what? that what it was? MP3? I think I think they actually call it an MP3. Yeah. That's fine. I do kind of like it when when movies date themselves. You know, it just makes it, it just get, it just adds flavor. Yeah. Even though the movie was in two thousand three, it felt it had a very to me seventies feel to it. Oh yeah. I don't know why I was watching focus. it. I was like, it's just even the colors of it. Yeah. The colors just it felt to me very seventies. It it reminded me and totally different, but like. Um, I'm thinking of the movies like the Pink Panther. There was something about the coloring yeah, it like of, of it. A, it has sort of like a, a Willy Wonka saturation. and the chocolate. It, the, something about the saturation of it, yeah. Kind of like, and because also, of the lack of uh, modern graphics, which I do like, because there's nothing worse. There was that one film. Was it the the remaking of the the haunting? The thing. Um, and the, oh, the and haunting they was made, bad. Oh, the remake. I was so excited for it because I loved the original film, and then. They put like those terrible, bad. terrible cartoon CGI ghosts. And I was like, it was you just totally transformed the movie. That's a, a whole other thing. But like, so I, I really do appreciate um, them not going. I don't know. I think it's like a, 
I guess it's good for graphic artists to be able to showcase their work. But I think when you have too much of that and it's too fake, it just destroys it. Yeah. So I kind of like that. It was, it was, and Lily Taylor was in that too, but that movie yeah. was bad. And what? Lily Taylor and The Haunting. Yeah. The remake, the of, remake the Haunting. of The Haunting. Yonda, it ruined Yonda Bond's career. And I liked his other stuff. Like no, like no, no joke. But they, but I could, I could see what Judy was saying. Judy, I agree. Cause I just, just kind of seeing the film, it was just kind of, Nice, like nice to see how they how they did it. Yeah, because they really it could did have been a, totally a different. Of a lot of yeah. deep, like focal depth too, that mm -hmm. made it that had make it have a a a, a really big feel. Yeah, to it. beautiful like, location, I, great, pretty good cast. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. God. Anyway, <clears throat> I just can't. I just can't get, get over it, especially because Seth recommended this movie. When he always trashes what happens in Vegas. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just more I, complex I, than most people. You know, I can enjoy a, a two guys in rubber suits beating up on each other while a puppet drips dust on it, them. It, or I can they, enjoy movies like um, amazing, that yeah. sex work. Or um, what else have I done? That Oh, a guy who swims in other people's suburban pools and is on some strange journey. Yeah, you know. Well, listen, to be <laughs> let's be fair to Sean here. The only thing that this movie has going for it that makes it more appropriate than that movie that Sean selected is the fact that it's a foreign language film because this was a critical it was a critical success. It was a financial success in Japan. Mm -hmm. Um but it was it's obscure enough because it's not an American film. So. Yeah. How yeah, much yeah, uh, does anyone know the budget and the gross? The budget no. for this film um, is not a, it's, it's, it's not available. No, no, that's the box office. Oh, okay, we don't know what the budget is. The box office is, um, you know, uh, one point three billion yen. So that's probably like, okay. I think that's somewhere around like twenty or thirty million dollars. But let me let okay. me do a conversion. The, real yeah, quick. this movie looked just like in Japan. The movie did well, but the movie did okay. It did okay. pretty well in the box office. In yeah. this movie, you you could have made it for like ten million, like ten to twelve million. Well, in two thousand and three, yeah. Keep that in mind, you know. Yeah, no, they did because it was all practical effects. If they had like the like the studios, which I'm sure well, how they much did. did the last how much did the last Godzilla versus King Kong cost? It's probably like two hundred million or something. Two hundred million, yeah, million, 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 million dollars. Yeah, this is much. But, that's a different. This the way that they shot this. They they. I mean, if it's what you said with all the they're making all these Godzillas, I'm sure they already have the sets, the dudes to do all that special photography. And you sure about that? You sure. You, you know that? How do you know that? Because <laughs> they're Japanese. That's how the Japanese do it. He knows how the. No, Japanese the Japanese do they plan ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah. They oh, plan yeah. ahead. Yeah. I'm telling you. I've yeah, driven Toyota. You have someone go. <laughs> None of Sean's feelings toward other cultures are reflected by any of the other. Producers. I love Toyotas. Oh, I've only yeah. driven That's Toyotas. Cool. All right. So this film, this film grossed in, I, I guess, in Japan, it grossed around uh, 1.3 billion yen is about 9.5 million dollars. Okay. So it, it did okay for 2003. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. Adjusted for inflation. This was like a, you know. And that's only in Japan, correct? Because I, I think don't know that's, sure that's only in Japan. It's got to be only in Japan. The, yeah. Very few Japanese country. films have, like, very few Japanese films um, are, are, like, have major releases in, 
in the Western world. Yeah, I saw this at a revival house. I saw this at the Film Forum. That's a plug yeah. for you, Film Forum, um, in New York City. And that was several years after 2003 when I saw it. Because I was out of a relationship. So I got out of that relationship in 2006. It was after 2006 that I saw it. Yeah. So that's usually when they come around. Yeah. You know what I want to do? I want them to finally kill Godzilla right there. So Godzilla is just laid out in the middle of Tokyo. Then I want everybody to have a barbecue and eat lizard burgers. I want I want them Wouldn't to kill Godzilla cool? and then all the mites that live on his scales have nothing to eat anymore. So they start moving through the city we devouring people. Lizards like, have mites? Yeah, why wouldn't they be giant mites oh, all over? I don't know, all I don't know but no, but no, but wouldn't it be cool to have like a to see Godzilla being shot up? Well, that's a whole good. other movie, Seth. You should. Yeah, you could up. feed you could feed the homeless. You know, you rebuild the yeah. city. You're eating Godzilla, and then you know it's, it's like G mites, <laughs> and make it in New York. <laughs> yeah, that's really. I just think that'll be hot. Takes place in 2025. What if they decide that Godzilla's scales are worth a certain amount of money? And there's only a limited number of these scales available. Yeah. And the day and the scales go up and down in value like every few minutes. Oh, what if it's called we steal Godzilla's teeth <laughs> and then it becomes the new ivory of Manhattan? And then you know, a square inch is like the new Bitcoin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. That's like the new peaky blinder season. Godzilla goes to Ireland. So, well, okay, how about this? Here's a way to kill Godzilla. Instead of building Mecha Godzilla, you get a drone, right? And you get like a, you get, you make a drill. You make a drill bullet, like a drill bu bullet, and then you fly it, and then you with a drone, and then you land it in Godzilla's mouth because Godzilla likes to roar. So ah, like that, and then the drill goes, and then it goes all the way into Godzilla. Well, in, uh, That'll kill it. In Godzilla versus Biollante, they have a bazooka, and they put a guy in a building, it's like he, and it's he like shoots Godzilla's the bazooka bullet. full of a, a virus that's designed to kill mm. Godzilla into Godzilla's mouth oh. to make him sick. Did it work? Good, finally. Yeah, it, it makes him sick, but then Biollante finishes it with it. Just like Homelander in The Boys, they should just poison him with breast milk. Like poison breast milk. I don't think you can poison Homelander. If my friend Anselm Richardson ever watches no. this, he's a producer on The Boys, please ask, please, please answer that question. Can you can you poison Homelander? Why not? You because translucent in season one, they shoved a bomb in his butt and exploded him, and that ruined his organs. So, you know, maybe Homelander, his organs. I think Homelander's a lot tougher than. Uh, than well, uh, well, well, yeah, bullets and shit. Just, but like Translucent had invincible skin. He had diamond skin. They couldn't, you know, he, he, was, he was bulletproof. So, if you know. Termite went in Translucent's butt, could he kill? Then, yeah, that's what I'm, I don't know. Because Translucent's <laughs> skin, it, he would just like fill, it'll be like a hell razor. Remember when the guy comes back, steals. I think the they stole that idea about killing um, that guy with termite from my idea of killing Thanos, having Ant-Man do that. Because I, I told people that that's how they beat Thanos is that Ant-Man goes in there. And, and then he, and he makes and then himself he giant. big and yeah, and he rips Thanos right open. That's but awesome. the boys took that concept from me and, and, and ran with it, I guess. I don't and know. Yeah, you, they owe you like 10%, at least. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I concept <laughs> ripped off for me by a lot of people in these years. That's what that's the danger of being an improvisational person. Life you know, has to be go. lived. You can't just write down ideas. Allows. People are saving. No. You have to get them out to the public because sometimes they just go out of your head subconsciously, and the next thing you know, you know, you're you're in a court case suing Michael Jackson because you think that you wrote Billie Jean. <laughs> Oh, I remember that court case. He had to go in there and explain <laughs> everything. There's footage of him doing it on the stand, a little concert. I, oh, I remember that. And then Katy you Perry know. had a song that she lost too, right? That she said she didn't steal. It was somebody else's. I don't know. Anyway, everybody rips me, everybody off. You know. Let me just say this. So I, I was going through Tubi, and I was looking through, and they had this old movie called Free Jack from 1992 starring Emilio Estevez and Rene Russo that I remember as a kid, I liked it. So I said, fuck it, I'm gonna give it a shot. I gave it a shot and it's it's a kid's movie. Mm. But somehow they made it look like an adult film, uh, but it was kind of shallow. Mick Jagger's in it and he's a horrible actor. Every scene, <laughs> every line was off. He was so, anyway. Uh, yeah, he really okay, is so there's very that. bad. His but, timing but, is terrible. But Godzilla, Tokyo, SOS and Free Jack, to me, they kind of looked the same because Free Jack still had the had the green screen. They did some things, and mm. and it was like a what's like the a movie? Apocalyptic world. What's the movie that they took pieces of Robo Jocks and they just made another movie out of it? Robot Wars. That's Robot Wars. Yes, Robot yeah. Jocks was Stuart Gordon, the guy who did Altered States. Okay. No, no, Stuart Gordon. No, no, no. no, 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 no Stuart Gordon, the Animator. He did, yeah, Reanimator and Far Beyond. Yeah, Far He's Beyond. He's a very sweet man. I interviewed him at a really? writing festival. Oh, cool. Oh, no, Reanimator's no. I interviewed him at Comic-Con. Oh, nice. Very nice man. But then someone told me later that he liked younger women. And I was like, oh, well, maybe. As long <laughs> I mean, as they're not underage, I guess that's okay. Yeah, I that's was fine. well into my 20s at this point. Yeah. But he Wait, was so really nice. Judy, yeah. how are you going to clean our palate from this uh, this junk food that we just consumed? Well, I wouldn't say I'm going to clean it. I'm going to make it a little bit it's a good analogy, dirtier in a really like good way. Um, <laughs> so I am selecting a little bit of a new genre for us. Okay, okay. It's a Western. Okay? It's a Western, but it is a horror Western. Okay, And yes, it is a cannibal film. I don't know what it is with me in cannibal films, but um, it, it's not yes. the central point of it. it it's, um, but it's called Bone Tomahawk. It's a 2015 film. It also has an interesting backstory. Um, with it's, it. it's got a great cast. Right it's now. got Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson, Matthew Fox, Richard Jenkins, Lily Simmons, Evan, John, John and Kite, David Arquette, and Sid Haig. Nice. Okay. The so film is about a small town sheriff who leads a posse into a desolate region to rescue three people who are abducted by a cannibalistic Native American clan. Um, and yes. all I'll tell you is that there are some, I, uh, so I got this film recommended. Sometimes I'll put out like a, anybody have a horror recommendation. And one of my friends that Seth knows, Joe Lewis, he's a fellow actor who Lewis. loves Westerns, loves, right? loves, loves Westerns. So he told me about this film. And so I went and watched it. Um, and out of all of the horror films that I've seen, there are a couple moments in this movie that just I remember so clearly, uh, visually, the whole thing just because it's so well done and disturbing that you're just watching it going, really? And it's totally believable. 
and they do it and it's not like this um you'll you'll just see it but there i was just like holy crap when it's those moments when you are both harf you're like i'm horrified and i'm disgusted and i'm so excited at the same time awesome I mean, right yeah, so there's I like a couple of moments yeah maybe it's just me Wait, isn't I'm it like weird like that but Wait, sean um, you've seen this before i saw the ending not knowing what it was <laughs> Okay. But 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 it's the it's the one where the Indian says those aren't Indians out there. They might be a different Indian because those the uh Indians yeah, because they're different. After, I don't they're not Native speak. American tribes or something else. But no, I see it. No, no, yeah. I'm excited because I never saw the the first part. And yeah, I love it's really it part. goes into a whole like type of culture with them. Like they have their own type of culture. It's not I wouldn't say it's your typical like Native American story. Like this is not, not like Last of the Mohicans. It's like it's a surreal, a it's a other, surrealist yeah. film, right? Like, yeah, but you could go back to this. Could you know? Um, I don't know. It's it realistic. That's real, the thing. It's right. very realistic. Yeah, it's surreal right. okay. and realistic. So right. it's, yeah, it's, it's a, and it's, it's also a mix it's you don't surreal. get much. Yeah, and what's important about this film is that the director, the writer of this film, mm -hmm. was then recruited over to the Daily Wire's film company. And, yeah, uh, he recently did uh, Terra on the Prairie with Gina Carano, They did a couple other things. And I believe I read that... Um, I love me some Gina. Uh, She's so wait, let's see. The premiere took place at the Fantastic Fest in 2015, um, grossing over 480000 in movie sales and $4.32 in home media sales against a $1.8 budget. So it did, it did well. Um, that's good. What else? Yeah. You know, I like Matthew Fox so much. I might go back and watch Party of Five. No joke. <laughs> Nobody laughed. It was I a did. joke, yeah. guys. Here, Matthew Fox. He has a number five tattooed on his arm. In Lost, you see it all the time. He got that number five because of the show Party of Five. The whole cast. They all got a five tattoo. Wow. You know, everyone in Scott uh, Wolf and Jennifer Love Hewitt, huh? You know, everyone in the Fellowship of the Ring got a nine. Got, got one, got one too. But it, I think it's in Lost. They kept the five. They just added stuff around it. Otherwise, it would have just been like a five on his shoulder and looked and look wow. weird. There's an Avengers tattoo too. Is there? Okay. I just want to read something about the film. Sorry, okay. I was just reading it on Wikipedia. Um because I haven't actually done much research into like the backstory, the making of the film. Um, but it says the concept of Bone Tomahawk arose when Zoller, who's the writer, uh, manager, producer, and friend Dallas Saunier, proposed to make a film adaptation of Zoller's novel, Wraiths of the Broken Lamb, directed by him himself. However, he thinks that the novel cannot be adapted on a low budget and opted to write a rescue Western instead, Bone Tomahawk, as a sibling piece to this thing that he wrote. Um, he also says it's widely seen as a horror Western, but to him, he thinks it's just a Western with references to lost race fiction, such as H. H. Ryder Haggard's King Solomon's Minds, which I could see. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. That's very cool. Awesome. Well, looking forward to that next week, Wednesday, 930, we will do Bone Tomahawk. Thank you, Seth, for this week's uh don't thank me. Thank Toho. Thank you, and, Toho. And, and, uh, for Godzilla. And for Godzilla. And also for the crew of uh, the Angola gay who dropped a hydrogen bomb on on, on, <laughs> on two different cities uh, and, and inspired the Japanese. 
I'm sorry, that's wrong. It wasn't the hydrogen bomb. Oh, it wasn't? You're talking about Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Yeah, I think it was the atomic bomb. It was not a hydrogen bomb. They didn't have the hydrogen bomb. Okay. It was uh, just a regular old atomic bomb. Fat boy. Fat boy and little little man and fat boy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Until next time. (laughs) That's me and my father, right? Little man and fat boy. Going to the beach. (laughs) (laughs) That was my nickname in high, high school. Little, fat like boy? I was fat oh, boy, man. and then I had little man in my pants. 